Welcome to the Hot and Streaming Podcast. I'm Cindy. And I'm Steve. This is the podcast where we talk about the hottest movies. And shows on your favorite streaming platforms. Today, we're talking about Archive 81. Oh, we both (laughs) sang that one. I love it, Cindy. I was kind of waiting for you to see if there's like a crescendo. So it looks like it worked. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Archive 81. There you go. This is going to be a lot of reveals, but give us, you got 30 seconds on the clock to tell us exactly what the hell happened in Archive 81. Here we go. All right. In the last episode, we left off with Dan taking on a job in a remote compound to restore Melody's tape footage from 1994. And then we find out he's being watched at the same time. In this episode, too, called Wellspring, we find out he was chosen to do this job because of his dad's connection to Melody. Along the way, we are introduced to the many, many strange residents of the Visser, Melody's real motive for filming, and what's lurking at the bottom of the building. Here is Archive 81, Season 1, Episode 2, Wellspring. I'm Melody Pendrith. It's March 11th, 1994, 10.32 a.m. This is day one of the Oral History Project on the Visser Apartment Building. I'm now going to go knock on some doors. Wish me luck. Do you hear it? Hear what? There's something in this place that calls to you. Hello? Hello? This felt like a filler (laughs) episode, like a lot of reveals happening right now. Mm -hmm. We find that there's this creepy church thing in the compound, as you like to call it, and which I love, by the way. But the compound, he finds this. We kind of see more of this red coat person as well, who Mm -hmm. in Dan's dream ends up being his dad. But I don't think it's his real dad. And I thought it was a red dress in last episode, but it was a red coat. And so interesting reveals there, but I'll start with that. And I felt like it got interesting. It still kept me like wanting to watch episode three because we'll talk about it towards the end. We have a huge reveal, but for me, that's what it felt like. I was like, mm, interesting, but mm-hmm. there were some things mm-hmm. that I still were like, okay, man, I would be leaving right now if I could. <laughs> <laughs> you mean if you were Dan, you would leave yeah, the compound? Yeah, we out of here. We talked about this episode. We would have been gone in yeah. episode one, but we're, we're still here. Dan's still here. And so those are He's some of the big there. reveals, but things I don't like right. were, I think there's this time travel element, which I told you last episode and I was like, Hey, I don't, I don't want time travel. Cause I think lost got into this time travel element, which I, then I was out of it. And we see mm-hmm. Dan knocking on a door in his dream. He, he, he has a dream. He falls asleep and he has a dream and he sees his dad with the red coat on and his dad's mouthing him something, which I tried to slow down. I couldn't make it out. I suck at reading lips, but he follows him. And then it looks like Melody's apartment complex now. And then he knocks mm-hmm. on the door. And towards the end of the episode, we see that it's, or he sees her. And then there's some relationship to that. But I was like, man, I hope this is not some time travel thing. And I even went back to watch that scene again. Cause I wanted to see if he was still wearing the same outfit as in the beginning of the episode towards the end of the episode it was really dark but it seemed like they were he was still in the same outfit so it seemed because i thought maybe it was a different time that he went back and mm-hmm. knocked on the door but anyways that 
that was a big reel reel for me besides the thing that we're going to talk about towards the end but like the fact that maybe there's this time travel element right well i that's true and um i definitely think it's a good use of the word filler i don't know if that's how i would describe it but there's certainly lots of layers to this onion that is now slowly being peeled back because we're seeing um, and getting introduced to all of the different folks that live in the building now. Mm. Like we were introduced to this woman named Beatrice who reads some tarot cards for Melody and, you know, for her future, she, she shows that there's death in her future. Ooh, ominous, right? Like everything is ominous with this show. So of course you expect something like that. But then we also learn more about, um, uh, Father Russo. So Father Russo is is the priest or pastor of the local church that Jess, the teenage girl that Melody befriends, is like someone who's like trying to get Jess to like, um, you almost think like he's trying to have Jess like escape the building for some reason. That's like the message that they're trying to convey. Oh, catch like, that. and he's I like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's like, you know, you should come back to us, Jess. Or, and then he even said when he met Melody, he was like, Oh, you should visit us, Melody. You know, you, you feel like there's something weird with him going on too. So you're not ex- exactly sure. Um, but then, and then you also meet Samuel who is, um, who lives in the building as well. He is the one that ends up finding or catching her catching melody trying to steal mail from a mailbox whom she thinks belongs to julia bennett and julia bennett is the woman that uh is the reason why melody is filming this footage because she was like trying to find her. i think she's like a they 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 describe julia bennett as someone that melody is searching for in the building who used to live in the building um and samuel's like uh, befriending Melody. He gave her a key to open that mailbox. Then he later on invites her to watch like a show or performance um, that was uh, like this operatic kind of play thing that was um, kind of spooky and creepy, to be honest. Yes. But so like, anyway, I think what I'm trying to say in summary is just that it was filled with all of these characters that were now seeming to have a significant role. You know what? You're absolutely right. And I, I shouldn't have called it filler episode we we did get all those reveals there is one thing that i have to say about samuel did you believe in that romance i was like dude this guy is (laughs) a stud but i was like this does this i mean it and he had gray hairs and melody felt like he was like early 20s like what how's this guy getting all these ladies (laughs) i didn't notice the gray hair okay at all but 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 i yeah i actually didn't question it i was like okay he seems to be the leader of this building apparently or he seems to know a lot you could tell he was super affable and like charming so i was like okay that's what he's trying to play and and the actor did a great job because you're like all right you can tell he is um kind of running the show in a way like or he knows a lot about things or he knows how to grab your attention and 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 take you under his uh into his web of whatever spookiness he's going to provide yeah (laughs) was it tomorrow he does seem a little crazy too tomorrow that's right is that that uh, opera singer yeah and yeah yeah Yeah. so we we met her in episode one which was kind of cool that was pretty cool but it was so funny because you're right like he is a stud right like he and melody end up like making out and she's like uh so charmed by him because it seems like he's like this nice guy and then later we see him and tamara hook up but that was kind of crazy right because the way they showed the footage was um, Melody happens to be hiding in a closet. She right. catches Tamara and Samuel, but 
on the playback for Dan, all of a sudden it stops and there's a super loud right like shrieking or buzz sound what was that let's take that back a little bit because what i want to talk about with beatrice and so with beatrice i love that scene when she's doing the tarot cards i love this stuff too i do this i have a client that has an astrology app so i'm always on their app and then there's tarot cards so i'm just it's just for me like entertainment purposes but when she's doing the three cards i think it was like the before present and future and she goes through these three things. And the last one, the future is the death card, which, and I think Beatrice did a great job in acting. Like she looks directly at the camera and she says, and she makes this like really ominous face. And then she, in that, she, we also discover that Beatrice tells her that, hey, there's some sex club I think that's happening down underneath mm-hmm. because in the basement, in the community center, and that's where Melody starts hearing these noises and we think that's where, you know, the chants from episode one are probably happening from too. And so with Beatrice kind of leading up to where we end up, where you're talking about. And the other thing I want to mention is I love that Annabelle is back, her roommate. <laughs> I think, mm-hmm. I feel like this is my guess. She, we're, they, she's coming back so that she can die. So we're, we're building that relationship. Oh. In episode, the, the relationship, <laughs> they want us to care about Annabelle just so they can kill her off later on. It feels like that's what the Annabelle character is to me. Nice, nice. On the record, that's your uh, prediction. That's my prediction. (laughs) (laughs) You know what happened, so this is going to be great. (laughs) Yes, yes. No, this is this is really good. No, and that's. But were you going to continue on too, just kind of about what she finds with the humming, or do you? No, no. Yeah, I want you to. You you can talk about that, and that's where we find out because we can. You want to talk about the ceremony? What happens at the ceremony? Yeah, let's do it. Like, okay. okay, so last episode, Melody hears this weird chanting and humming coming from her vent. Now she goes downstairs to the basement to dis- to, to discover um, that it is, I don't know, maybe roughly 50 people from the building, assuming they're just sitting there in rows of, um, in, 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 in chairs, all kind of like praying to this super creepy looking statue that's in like a cabinet. Yeah. And they're, but they're making like these crazy noises. It's not a prayer they're not speaking anything but it's all they're all humming to some tune that also gets melody up and like anxious like it, it strikes a chord for her for whatever reason when she hears it she gets very um uh, we find that she gets very like uh nervous by it or, or really bothers her and that's why um in an earlier part of the of the episode she had to leave the opera show because she started hearing the same kind of tune um, but yeah, so we find out it's not a sex club, but some crazy, creepy oh, sure. prayer club. <laughs> it's not a sex club. I mean, those oh. sounds they were making and the gyrating <laughs> they were doing. <laughs> well, that wasn't a club. That was just him and tomorrow. That's like two people. That doesn't no, make no, no, in the beginning when they're all in chairs, they're like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> well, I forgot about that part. I kept thinking about the humming. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. The panting. <laughs> Delete me grunting. Okay, I don't want that as a club anymore. Grunting. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. We even meet this new character. I forgot her name. Mrs. Something, but she's a redhead in the beginning of the episode, and she ends up being at the same, let's say, religious slash sex club meeting towards the end of the episode. We see her again, and we're introduced to a bunch more characters that we haven't met yet, but they're part of the building, and they're all doing this. And Cindy, I I zoomed in Mm -hmm. on that, I guess, that 
uh, I guess what statue? What would you call it? Like the the creature, yeah, the yeah, thing in the cabinet, statue. Would, statue. Okay, yeah, a statue. Yeah, did it have glasses? I mean, it was very scary. It looked like somebody coming out of the cabinet, and I was trying to. They cut away a lot during it, but I couldn't tell if it was wearing glasses. But it was the creepiest all white statue that you could possibly imagine. So actually, you know, look, I, I wouldn't. I take it back. It's not a filler episode. I was pretty excited from this episode. Oh, yeah. good. Oh, oh, good. I, I, so <laughs> I didn't notice like the glasses or anyone coming out of it. All I know is just freaking creepy as heck. Like, creepy. why are they praying to this figure? And like, it just, it's just creepy in general. Like they're all like in <laughs> dim lighting and making those crazy noises and you don't know what they're doing and nothing came out of it. Like at least yeah. not to, I mean, nothing. So they were just all humming, chanting, panting, and then they were done. And, and then they just all leave. At least if like, that's the message that this episode was conveying, like nothing happened. Like, so we still have to find out more, which is kind of exciting, I think. Yeah. And then they, but yeah. The, what's her main character? Oh, Melody, she tries to open it and she can't open it. Right. I think she tries to I, open the cabinet. And she couldn't open it. And then yeah. back to your scene that you're alluding to Tamara and Samuel start hooking up yep. and Melody's like, I'm going to get yep. this thing running. <laughs> <laughs> on, See, Melody. there's always a, um, oh gosh, what's that word called? Like, uh, like a, not a peeping Tom, but um, oh, gosh, I can't even figure out the word. Type of thing? Yes. Okay. There's always a voyeur in, in someone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's pivot though, because we've been talking about Melody and what we find out at the Visser, right? But there's a lot of reveals too that happen on Dan's side. So going mm. back to Dan, looking at all the footage, we find that we find a, a couple things. So at the, what's really cool with how this episode kicks off is it kicks off with a commercial about a company called Wellspring, which is the title of this episode, right? And we find out that it's a DNA like ancestry company similar to like 23andMe or something. Mm -hmm. It is Wellspring that's owned by Virgil Davenport, who is the man from the previous episode that hired Dan for this job. And then what's crazy is as we go into the episode, Dan starts like, <laughs> like just breaking down walls in <laughs> yeah. that in the house, yeah, and like finding these secret hallways and um, other rooms, like the church that you mentioned earlier. But one of the rooms that he finds in the secret hallway, um, there's a window, and you can see just a ton of binders that just says Wellspring on them. And then you wonder like, what, what is he collecting and why is it in this secret hallway in this and stashed away and stored because the doors were locked too. Yeah. So it just opens up another like question of like, what did Wellspring do? Why is it being hidden? Why didn't Virgil talk about it um, beforehand? But in this episode, then we actually do find out that um, Virgil did in fact know about Dan and his dad and did in fact know that there was a connection with Melody and he, Dan was specifically hired for this job. Yeah, that was interesting. And I, I did like that scene because he breaks down a wall, which is, I was like, I would never do that. Maybe I would, if I was just really pissed off at Virgil, but how did you even know? And just by knocking and then, I didn't like that setup, but it took us into this Wellspring. And it is interesting. That's the question I have. I wrote down, like, how does Wellspring connect the DNA company, like connect into all of this? Is this a DNA ploy? What do they know? Is this 
And in the intro, the trailer that I just played, they talked about like, hey, we are like playing mind tricks. Like there's something about mind tricks. And I was like, hmm, this is interesting. Is it all like a psychological board game? Because they mentioned that too. Virgil mentions that like, hey, we we both love board games. And I was like, hmm, is there a board game element to this? That's a psychological (sighs) board game thing. Mm -hmm. So anyways, that's what I was thinking Mm -hmm. about when they mentioned board game. No, good catch on that one. I thought that was a really good, um, I don't know if it's an Easter egg at all, but because in the beginning of the episode, Dan is um, talking about designing board games. So he's actually talking to his pet rat that he found at the compound and he's walking around the living room and he finds like a bookshelf that's full of board games. And he says to the rat, hey, what if LMG LMG is some big board game conglomerate? And he's just talking to himself, right? But of course, we know from the last episode, he's being watched and he's on camera. And then, of course, it comes full circle towards the end because then Virgil says to Dan, like, you know, Dan, you and I would have been great board game designers. And that was when Dan was like, oh, shit, he's watching me. He knows exactly what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) which i mean he knew from the beginning that he was being watched but i think that was just another kind of like um uh proof that he's being watched like every second yeah and he's being heard every second right i loved it i you know i just love the whole time jumps between the two and i'm almost more interested in what happens in 94 with melody than i am in present day with dan obviously we want to figure out what that connection is but I, I just love how they're going back and forth and it keeps uh, keeps me so interested. I, it was very hard, Cindy, to not watch episode three until we did this one. Yeah. Well, that was so freaky. Like when Dan, like you mentioned, he had the dream and he, he had a dream that his dad was in that compound with him and then it leads him down like all these different hallways. But then we realize in this episode that um, Dan when he follows his dad into one of the doors, it is the door to Melody's apartment. So that was weird. Did you catch that? Yeah. So yeah. like dad. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And good. Then he but knocks yeah. So on Dan, it, right. And then we see Melody yeah, he knocks with, on it. with Dan present yeah. day. And it was, it was really weird to see that. Right. And I was like, Oh man, please don't let this be a time time travel thing. Right. That, right. Yeah. That's, a, that's what I was like. Please don't let this be a time travel thing. Okay. okay, okay. That's right. And I even try to time it. You know, because when I was watching it, I see that the Dan sees Melody go inside her apartment, right? And mm-hmm. then something happens. It didn't seem like that much longer. But then when we go towards the end of the episode, she comes into the apartment and and then she ha- she's talking to Annabelle and then there's a knock on the door. I was like, is that the... It felt like a little bit longer than what Dan was, the time that Dan gave her before he knocked on the door as well so i was trying right. to time it it felt and then i went to watch it again just to see if it was the same like sort of time frame that it was both happening in yeah and if that's why i was looking at their his wardrobe <laughs> to see if he was wearing <laughs> the same thing as in the beginning of the mm-hmm. episode but it seemed uh, i'm very curious about what what that is about because he does we do he does see her but we don't see her and seeing him, him. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly well and she actually even said like no one was there yeah no one's there exactly but like, okay, I'm sorry. That whole part too. I was like thinking about like, I would never answer the door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. After <laughs> exactly was, what you saw, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, and Annabelle's like, don't answer the door. And she just does. And like, why would you do that? Just let that person go. Whoever it right. is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They are so, these characters are so brave. Because exactly to your point earlier, he breaks down walls. Like, What <laughs> would compel you? 
to break down a wall. What if there was some scary ass monster yep. on the other side of it, let alone just, you know, trying to find out what the, re- what the heck is in the rest of the house. But like, who does that? <laughs> like, why would you even, yeah. Like how, like, how are you not scared already being in that house? And then now you're just finding more secret hallways and tunnels. Like, that's just crazy. Yeah. And the other thing I was thinking about too, with this being a, like a psychological test or mind lab was a rat there, right? Like what is this relationship mm-hmm. to a rat that Dan has? And the fact that the, a rat was, there, I don't know if it's a rat or a mouse, but anyways, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they're yeah. usually a laboratory mouse. And so I was like, oh, maybe this is more of a laboratory uh-huh. and they're running uh-huh. a test with Dan, some simulation too. That started making me think a little bit more about the connection of the rat to this compound or lab. Good freaking observation because did you also realize or notice how Melody and Dan both referenced the movie The Secret of Nim? So in the beginning, and I've never seen that movie. Me neither. But but it is about rats and like a mental breakdown. Really? Yeah. I looked it up, of course, doing my research. Huh? I love that. Yeah. A cartoon, a freaking cartoon. It's like a Disney cartoon. I didn't know it was a psychological thriller. <laughs> I, I, so, you know, I don't know if they make it a thriller or not, but the, the topic is very appropriate for this. So exactly like, are, is Dan in a rat himself? And then of course, like you said, his, his pet rat. I mean, that's just strange, like even more, uh, but not obvious, but that, that makes it even more, um, uh, you can tell that the writers are trying to, to tell us like, they are part of some overarching experiment, lab, uh, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, they're you being must have watched. some mental problem if you have a mouse. Some okay. mental problem. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. There's plenty of Steve. animals I would rather have. There. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yes. I just think, why the heck is he still there? I just don't understand. Yeah. Like, it's so scary. <laughs> okay. So a couple of other things, too, is that Mark at the end, um, uh, he and Mark, he and his friend Mark, um, ha- like meet up at a local local diner, mm-hmm. and Mark um, was there to report back on what Dan might. I'm sorry, report back on what he might have found at Dan's aunt's house because Dan asked Mark to go to his aunt's house and check for any files that my dad may have left there, and so Mark finds that um, gives him a whole bunch of audio tapes. Um, that Dan's dad recorded of his sessions with Melody. So that was super cool. I like now I'm guessing Dan is going to go back and listen to those tapes to find out some more evidence or information about what the heck the connection is. Yes. I love that. That scene where I personally like, can I go back with you? Mark, let's just go. Let's let's go back and let's. Do we yeah. think that Mark didn't listen at all? Because Dan did ask, "Hey, did you listen to this? Hey, you wanted confidentiality, or you wanted the same secret?" So I I respected that. But that is a not a no answer. So I'm like, did you or did you not listen to that? Because you didn't give a straight no. I did not listen to it at all. Type of answer. It felt like a survivor answer if i was on the game show right. survivor but right the other reveal <laughs> because i want to get into that last scene but the other reveal we find out is julia bennett is melody's biological mom and that's why she's at this apartment and annabelle right. she's talking to annabelle too so i thought that was a interesting we've i think we kind of know that there was probably something with this julia bennett character yep. but we find out yep. that yes it is melody's biological mom 
Yeah. And that's why she can't leave the dang place, even though it's scary as heck. She's there because she has to try to find her mom and she's trying to figure out where she went because (laughs) Melody was, I don't know if we actually mentioned this. We, Melody was, um, yeah, given up for adoption. So yes, this Julia Bennett is, is her mom and she's trying to look for her and, you know, learn more about her past, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to, I have a new game I was going to introduce. Hit me. Uh, called what would Steve do? <laughs> so if you're ready, we can play ready. Steve. Okay. WWSD. What would Steve do? What sucks and which was really funny is you actually already asked a couple of my questions that I was going to ask you for what would Steve do, which was one you just mentioned. Um, would you have gone back with Mark or would you go back to the compound with the tapes that he just presented you between Melody and his dad. I would have gone back with Mark. Yeah. That is the right answer. (laughs) (laughs) Here's your big break. You found civilization. You escaped the dang compound. I know. Just go. Go. Okay. You don't need anything else. He has (laughs) tapes with her. You can find out everything. I don't know what happens in episode three, but I would be like, Mark, I'm coming back because that was a long bike ride. I think it was 14 miles that I just had to do. And so... I'm coming back with you, or at least give me a lift back. Or <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Or stay with me in the compound, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. come on, keep yes. me company. Yep. Okay. Second question: How much would uh, someone have to pay you if you were Dan mm. to stay and work at the compound? Because we know he's going to get like a hundred thousand dollars for right. the work, right? But then Virgil also mentioned like you'll get a bonus if you accelerate and finish quicker. How yeah. much would that bonus have to be? At least two fifty. I'm going to give myself all the right answers. Yeah, of course you should. Totally, totally, totally. Okay. Third question. Dan was um, exploring outside of the compound, saw that red coat. Would you run after that red coat? Yes, I would run after that red coat because at that point, if they're not running at me, I'm okay. I'll run at you. Usually I found that if you run at the person fat first, the other person will run the other way. Usually, not usually the case. They're both running at each other. So if, they, if the red coat's running at me, I'm running the other way. But the red coat's just standing there. I'm running towards it because, you know, the she'll, or he or she will probably run away. So as long as they're not really? doing it, I'll be the aggressive one. That's Is that the wrong answer, Cindy? No, I, I, well, I, oh, there's no right or wrong <laughs> answers. I would say it's a surprising answer. <laughs> And he's like, no, go, go, stay on the roof, get That's on the roof, crazy. knock down the, the stair, Cause that, the ladder. That scares me so much. Like a freaking bright red coat of someone, whoever is in this wood and forest that you're supposed to be alone in number one. And yeah. who the heck is that? Like, that's so scary. Good answer. Good answer. Okay. Final question for what would Steve do? Um, how do I phrase this? Actually, it's not actually what would you do, but what, what would you want? So in the pantry, we saw um, a whole bunch of food like mac and cheese, stovetop stuffing. This is before Dan then breaks down the walls. What would you want in your pantry? Oh, good question. I like this. So being that I'm vegan, I think a lot of there's this quinoa and brown rice stuff that's mm. really easy to make. I use it all the time when I don't have to, time to cook rice. Definitely want that in the pantry. Definitely want some beans, like black beans or some garbanzo beans. Those would be good. Oh, and definitely have some type of pasta. 
I love pasta. So oh, some type good. of pasta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Things that will good last answers. not like expire. So, yeah, oh, totally. All shelf stable because yeah. quite frankly, you don't know how long you're going to be in this compound, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they supposedly replenish every week and they, you have, they can deliver, but still like it, it you just, you just never know. It's like, you've got to save for like the end of the world, end of the world or something. Cindy, if you congratulations Steve. oh thank you I, I think i won that round right how much did you i totally win, won that round um praise and recognition okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right cindy i have a question for you yeah what kind of non-conventional pet would you like to have if you were living alone in a compound oh non-conventional okay i actually wouldn't mind having a rat and that's mostly because one of my Ooh. kids friends have a rat and it, um, and they seem very cute and friendly. And it reminds me of the movie Ratatouille too, oh. which I loved. <laughs> no. But okay, let's pretend let's let's ixnay rat because that's too easy since we just saw the movie. If you um, want rat, I'll give it to you. <laughs> oh really? Okay, yeah. thank you. All right. Yes. Very very. You talked me into it at first, when I heard rat, I was like, no 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 no, Cindy. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's no right or wrong answers in here, people. <laughs> I'm controlling the board. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I can't. I, I can. I can get the buzzer. I understand. I'll accept it. I'm, I'm okay. Shocked. I'm shocked yeah. that you picked rat. That, yeah. That's very shocking. You okay. know that also is also. I can't really think of what a, a, another like a non-conventional pet. Spider. Like, what would you pick? Like a spider or maybe a cricket, something that I might find in the woods. What? A worm. A cricket? over a rat. It's just, I I get it. Ratatouille made me feel, but that was just for that one movie, okay? <laughs> but outside of the movie, <laughs> I am anti-rat mouse. Like, it's just not. Yeah. 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 So. Anything. That is hilarious because spiders and crickets, I don't feel are like fuzzy pets that you would want to like snuggle with. But I guess maybe for what? you, you wouldn't want to are snuggle with so a rat either. I, I would. I would totally <laughs> snuggle with a rat. I'm learning so much about you. I've known you for a long time and this is a brand new development for me. <laughs> well, this is a new thing because again, because my kids' friends that have one, it's like they are actually quite cute. Oh, that's, no. that's the only way. So which is I don't think I would have known or have said that until until now because of that. Hey, okay. I have one more question for you. This is now more of a trivia question. Okay. What did Melody name her camcorder? Oh, I know it. It starts with a C. You're on the right Constance? Track. Oh, darn it. Yeah. Oh, really? It. Okay, good. Yeah, ding, I'm ding. Flustered. Give yourself a ding, ding. Yeah, That's a, that totally deserves a ding, ding. There you go. Yeah. Man, good one, Steve. I Thank you. I Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I right. thought that was actually going to be pretty hard. Yeah, well, go ahead. Cindy, we've been teasing it. I don't have much else, but the biggest reveal that we find out yeah. is that Melody is still alive, which is more reason yeah. why you could leave with Mark and go find Melody. She's in Pittsburgh, I believe, or some Pennsylvania city. But that's more reason to leave. So I have no idea if he ends up leaving or if he goes back to the compound. But that is the biggest reveal that we find out. Melody, Alyssa Milano is still alive. Yes. If you get to see Mel Alyssa Milano. Yo. <laughs> Alyssa Milano. We got to keep that in every episode. Yeah. And Mark tells him that at yeah. the same time that he passes on the tapes, he's like, well, you can answer. Why don't you ask her for yourself? Melody didn't die in the fire. She survived it. Bum, bum, bum. And it's like, dun, dun, dun. Cliffhanger for the next one. 
I love how movies, like we would never, if we were having a normal conversation, it would just be like, that's where we lead with. But, you know, in TV shows and movies, that's just where we end with. We're like, yo, bro, Melody's still alive. <laughs> like, that'd be the first <laughs> thing I say to you. Not like, let's have coffee. What are you still doing? I found these tapes. How are things? And then, oh, at the end, Melody's still alive. I know. That's why I do feel like Mark is a little sus sometimes because mm-hmm. maybe the, the actor is supposed to be a little bit more tongue in cheek or a little bit more um, silly because he is a good actor and I, and I buy into him being yeah. um, like the best friend, but some of his um, expressions make me feel like I'm not supposed to believe him or that he's not trustworthy. Right. So that, I don't know how you felt about Mark, but because he was the news bearer for this one, I was just like, is that is he for real or is he just like, is he like trying to kid himself? But anyway, I guess we'll find out. I don't have strong opinions against Mark, but I am a little bit still reluctant to believe. I don't know if the right, if reluctance is the right word, but I still don't fully believe that Melody is alive. I mean, it could be, cause I've seen movies yeah. do this or shows do this where it's like Melody. Oh, that's not me. I'm dumb, 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 dumb. So I hope there's no bait and switch type of thing happening. And if Melody mm-hmm. is really alive, I'm curious to see what happens there because hey, Dan, you know, you had a crush on her. Maybe, you know, you pursue that. That's why more reason to leave with Mark. Come on, go leave but, with Mark. <laughs> exactly. Go leave with Mark. Go, go uh, try and attain Alyssa Milano. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> go get her. Go get her. <laughs> no, good episode. I can't wait to see what happens next. Yes, I've seen it all, but I um, they all kind of blend together the the episodes. So to kind of compartmentalize each of them yeah. makes it kind of more exciting, like to to really see how they transition. So I wish cool. Netflix, you know, released it this way because I think there is some there's great way of like there's some like, I think it's more exciting to watch a show like this where there's a and this is why we decided to do this, where you get to watch mm-hmm. an episode, kind of figure out what's going to happen next, have a whole right. week to kind of decide what do you think is happening, some, have some water cooler talk. But the fact that yeah. you can just binge it, it sucks. So hopefully the people who are watching Archive 81 with us are doing the same thing as I am, just like really trying to take it slow, watch one episode. I agree. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. figure out like what's going to happen. And sorry, real quick though, yeah. did we go over what you are predicting is going to happen next already did we already cover that uh yeah i kind of mentioned it but i think there is so one things i a couple things i wrote down is this like a squid game real life board game type of element to this don't know but that these are questions mm-hmm. i have so there is it like some psychological board game that we are doing i mm-hmm. don't want there to be a time time travel element to this but if there is i that's another prediction or question that I might have. So those are the two things that are playing around in my head right now. Nice. I like it. Obviously I can't confirm can't or deny say anything. or say yeah, anything about it, but you know, I like it. Right. Anything else, Cindy? <laughs> no, I think that's it. Well, I have it just like that. Hopefully Great. Right, I've got to, I'm going to get some things queued up. All right. And just like that, Melody becomes a porno director. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh geez. Oh, or does she? <laughs> what is going on in this building? What kind of game are you playing? Who are you? We're pioneers of the imagination. We're going to succeed in the whole of time. Who 
happy as one.